For those of us who live at the shoreline, standing upon the constant edge of decision, crucial and alone, for those of us who cannot indulge the passing dream of choice, who love in doorways coming and going in the hours between dawns, looking inward and outward at once before and after, seeking a now that can breed futures, like bread in our children's mouths so their dreams will not reflect the death of ours. For those of us who are imprinted with fear like a faint line in the center of our foreheads, learning to be afraid with our mother's milk, for by this weapon this illusion of some safety to be found, the heavy-footed hope and to silence us, for all of us, this instant and this triumph, we were never meant to survive. And when the sun rises we are afraid it might not return. When the sun sets we are afraid it might not rise in the morning. When our stomachs are full we are afraid of indigestion. When our stomachs are empty we are afraid we may never eat again. When we are loved we are afraid love will vanish. When we are alone we are afraid love will never return. And when we speak we are afraid our words will not be heard, not welcome. But when we are silent we are still afraid. So it is better to speak, remembering we were never meant to survive. That was a litany for Survivor by Andre Lord. And so as we return back to Yakim, who, as described, is not one meant to survive. Uh, he had, well... He had encountered something more frightening than just uh, the Splugorth themselves who have taken him captive, treating him as slaves, uh, but that they are performing experiments, multiple experiments, and uh, put into almost like a testing ground combat with a young woman who did not look to be his equal. He found himself caught in a match. Uh, fighting to defend himself, he managed to core a pretty good hit and in doing so revealed why she was so powerful. They had bonded some symbiotic creature to her chest, making her stronger, faster, but also uh, grotesquely, grotesquely mutilated as this crab creature had been uh, bonded directly to her flesh, its large mouth gaping open, its tentacle-like uh, tongue trying to come out and eat Ikeem. Uh, and as he managed to kind of hold himself back in the fear and revulsion of seeing something like this. He uh, found himself, for once, recognizing that he is pretty much outmatched. Uh, Talye, the Kitani um, mad scientist, who's kind of, uh, well, let's be honest, he's abusing him for experimentation purposes, uh, withdrew the match and then kept him around for a couple more days just to experiment with Yakim to see what he is actually capable of. In the process, though, Yakim, using the uh, thievery background edge that he had, managed to pick his pocket and steal an ID card that allowed him to get access not to the armory, which would have been really fortunate, not to the conference room, which we found out is later being used, but to the um, robotic vehicles uh, hangar. Now, equipped with power armor and, and robot vehicles in here, though Yakim is not really trained in them, um, this does pose a new opportunity for him to try to find his escape. And as uh, he kind of made his way through, examining what was available, uh, another creature approached him. Another spider-like creature. It's surprising how many of those there are, especially for someone who's arachnophobic. He um, uh, had a telepathic conversation with this thing. He actually sounded benign. 
Nikim, uh, however, trusts nothing in here, and for good reason. And as he uh, escaped back out undetected, he realized that nobody else was around. His little foyer into the hangar was not noticed because everybody was already in the conference room, where some of the other Splugorth um, minions had gathered. Uh, and to his surprise, Yakim noticed that the, well, that the reason that they were there is because they had detected somebody. They had found somebody. Uh, Yakim's co-conspirator, this farmer that they had picked up on the same day that Yakim himself had been taken. And in the process, Yakim watched as they uh, interrogated him with very few answers before setting him ablaze with a, pa a plasma weapon uh, and letting him burn in the middle of the room. And so uh, we return to poor Yakim, who is now realizing that, again, he is in out of his head and he has to make his way out of here very, very soon. So we are going to bump the chaos factor up by one because um, that that's definitely fucky. And we're now going to roll for a scene alteration. Let's see. The scene is altered. Let's see. How is it altered? Let's roll a scene adjust. Remove an object. Okay. Let's see. We're going to ask a fake question. Um... Does Talia, however you spell his name, I notice his key card is missing. Um, Talia had failed it, so I'm actually going to mark it as unlikely, but with a chaos rake of seven, it's still pretty high. And. 70, no, it's, so it's not the key card, um, which is really, really good for Yakim. I suspect it's going to want that key card before too long. Um, but as he starts kind of looking around, um, what item? Let's take a look at items here. I need to remove an item. What would that be? Objects. Let's roll on the objects table. Reassuring consumable. Uh, Yakim, as he stands back, uh, watching this poor farmer just brutally be murdered in front of him, uh, he kind of tightens his grip, making sure that the key card is well hidden on this person. Uh, and the one that they call the um, Kennel Master starts barking out some guttural orders, just yes, blah, blah, blah. and uh, Talia kind of glancing up, looks around, and sees Yakim, his eyes squint for a second, and he looks back, and goes, well, for those of you who do not speak native Splugorthian, rations will be removed. There will be no rations for today. And the kennel master just swipes a heavy clawed hand. It scars across this old oak desk that's you know still perfectly preserved, uh, and it just leaves gouges scraped right across. Um, and as he stalks out, uh, Talia stops by Yakim, and he looks over to him and goes, "I hope you are not missing for the first portion of that discussion." 
And Akeem goes, uh, no, I just didn't quite understand what was going on. I don't fucking speak Splugorthian. Talia raises an eyebrow and is like, you would do well to remember not to take such a flippant tone in front of your betters. That one over there, we believe, may have been stashing equipment. Uh, and as he points over to the blackened skeleton that is still partially glowing as though cinders on the inside of the marrow uh, still ache to be birthed into flame, uh, Yakim. Oh, no, oh, man, that's fucked up. He was just... Uh, he, they brought him in with me, so uh, he's like the only other person I actually knew around here. And Talia goes, I would not get too comfortable with him. After all, you're likely to die pretty quickly, too. He goes, yeah, is that your professional opinion? Well, yes, you are likely to die soon. And so Akeem kind of turns back, goes back to his kennel, uh, sits down on the grating at the bottom and looks over to the empty one. Um, and so I'm going to ask a fake question here. I'm going to ask a question because I'm not entirely sure. Are there many other... What do we call? Nah, slaves. Captured slaves here. <clears throat> because so far we know Yakim and we know that poor farmer. Um, no, there are not many other captured slaves here. Uh, let's actually find out. I'll ask a question. Is Yakim the only remaining? And I'm gonna actually say this is nearly impossible. But you never know. Yes, Yakim is the only slave remaining. Well, that sucks for Yakim. Uh, he, uh, as he looks over at some of the empty cages, I uh, just, fuck, man. I gotta get out of here. I gotta get out of here so bad. I'm the only one here. I mean, it's either they're just waiting to transport me or they're waiting to fill up the, the pens. And if they're waiting to fill up the pens, then... Fuck am I doing? Shit, man. Ah, oh, fuck. All right, gotta get your head straight, Yakim. Get your head in this. Yakim, just kind of. Well, I've got a couple different avenues, but none of them gonna fucking matter if they notice that I'm missing right away. Ah, oh, I hate to say this. I really hope they bring in more people. So. Uh, we're gonna leave the chaos factor. Uh, seven seems about right so far. I'm gonna roll for another scene alteration. So we're gonna go into another scene. So, go to chat. Scene proceeds normally. So Yakim gets up the next morning. And, uh, one second here. So as um, Yakim kind of gets up uh, a couple of days later, uh, the key card still kind of on his person. Uh, he's assisting Talier as he's... Um, actually, you know what? We do know that there's at least one other servant, and it's the young woman with the chest crab attached to her chest. Um, but as Yakim is helping Talier, he goes, Hey, um, you never did quite ask me uh, or answer me the... One lady, uh, one with a fucking chest crab on her, um, 
why did you do that? And Talia kind of looks at him and goes, that is a bizarre question. Why would I do that? Well, of course I would. Well, that is too. Hmm. We have to determine the nature of the augmentation so we could provide to you uh, humans. And uh, through its course, we have to ensure also that uh, that the augmentations can provide not only compatibility, but um, specialization. Because the uh, fuck does that mean? Because we want to make warriors. We need somebody to fight in the pits. Because <coughs> uh, you guys have gladiator pits on Atlantis. I thought you were a civilized being. And uh, Taya kind of like looks back at him and goes, Well, understand, I do not do it. I'm not part of the gladiator matches. I, I think, frightfully, it is a waste. No, instead, I would um, I would breed you all to be super soldiers, um, augment with uh, symbiotic creatures, uh, equip you with some of the more powerful weapons, ensure that you're all control-chipped, of course, uh, and then send you out directly into fights with the mechanoids and some of the other truly horrific creatures throughout the multiverse. I don't think you're aware of just how isolated and independent you actually are here. Mickey goes, eh, well, we thought we were really isolated right up until the rift started opening, didn't we? He goes, well, yes, it's fortunate. That was probably your uh, greatest asset is your planet. Um, we're not planning on taking the entire planet. No, we're just happy with the section that we have and making ourselves a nice little profit. And, you know, eventually, probably uh, destroying all of our enemies. Uh, you're going to do that from here? He goes, hmm, you're not very clever when it comes to uh, the multiverse, are you? Uh, no, man, I've generally stuck to Kansas. I'm assuming that is some form of uh, personal medication. No, um, the multiverse, of course, is the branching dimensions, like um, overlapping bubbles that sometimes that the walls themselves touch, but they never breach. Well, your Earth here uh, has become one of the central points of the entire multiverse where everything attaches. Uh, they now coalesce. And you have produced gateways and openings and portals into other worlds, other dimensions, other universes. Um, now, the nature of how these things break, uh, I can give you theoreticals, but uh, anytime I have talked to those who have practiced in the acts of ley line walking, uh, they tend to ramble on and, and it just becomes useless gibberish. No, I'm purely interested in the scientific. And the scientific means... Uh, if we have the ability to harness and control exactly what is occurring on, across your planet, and we have the ability to harness and control the way we project power from Earth, then, quite frankly, we become some of the most powerful creatures in the universe. Was, yeah, but they're just random. You know, these things just pop open like thunderstorms. Was, is that what you believe? Is that what your scientists have told you? Is that what your ley line walkers and those who are so desperate to try to remove them from your planet have told you no you have one of the greatest assets in the multiverse right here and you have squandered it but i do not expect you to understand as it is uh you have wired yourself up with so many medications and drugs that uh i am sure that at some point breathing is going to become difficult for you that is of course if your brain doesn't just completely burn itself out and i do mean that quite literally your temperature is going to be rising very soon uh you've probably already been experiencing it and uh, Talier pulls up a pad and begins to flip through it. He's like, it says here that the most likely, uh, due to the acceleration in your metabolism, uh, your body's going to go through a painful burn-through period. 
and that as your uh, condition worsens, you will probably become a little bit stronger, a little bit faster, um, but you're going to start losing short-term memory. It'll become harder and harder to keep who you are. Uh, in addition, some of your internal organs may occasionally just randomly shut down before your um, compensation computer or biocomp, I believe you called it, will probably try to keep them alive. Um, wounds will take a little bit longer to heal, though so they will heal. And uh, truthfully, you could probably even unlock some really basic bioregeneration, probably regain a toe or a thumb, one of your smaller appendages. But as your body continues, then you're going to have to start consuming more calories because the biocomp is going to be overproducing some of the medications that you use to stay alive at that point. And that is exactly what is happening. You are effectively on life support. You continue pushing yourself this way. Uh, and as your short-term memories begin to die off, uh, occasionally some of your long-term memories may fade too. You will probably maintain your fighting ability, your prowess, the um, symbiotic or the um, sympathetic nerve systems that keep you alive. But uh, it doesn't take too long before, at that point, the the metamorphosis or the metabolism of your body will probably just completely melt what is left of your uh, sympathetic nerve system. Your brain will literally melt in your head. Uh, was, you know, a couple of tweaks here. I see that according to historic records, there have been some of you who have actually gone out in bursts of flame. Uh, quite impressive, in fact. If you could control it, then having suicidal warriors who are faster, stronger, uh, nearly invincible, but then when they die, they also take out a bunch of the enemies with them. Brutally efficient. You know, we had fought a uh, race of uh, these creatures called Vernulians, um, multi-tentacled creatures, uh, snakes. They, they use a lot of uh, psionics, um, truly horrific creatures. But they had this tendency of taking over planets and then equipping some of the prisoners of war with uh, micro-detonation explosives, uh, thermobaric, in fact. And so they would send them back as part of a negotiation swap. Uh, and as soon as, of course, the prisoners of war return, they would detonate them. Hilarious, right? Um, well, the same idea on the battlefield could probably apply, and probably a little bit more honorable than sending back wounded prisoners of war. He goes, Oof. What the fuck, man? That was, why did you just dump that on me? He goes, oh, I get a little carried away when talking about uh, theoretical tactics. Also, you really are dying. I can't express that enough. Nikim's like, all right, man, well, uh, if I die in the middle of one of your lectures, will you let me know? Tyler, that was a joke. And he starts writing down on his pad. But Nikim gets a chance, and he goes over, uh, and he sees the young woman um, bundled up in what looks like still some uh, larger, heavier set robe. Um, probably even, I would say, given the fact that this is a former American Empire military base, there's probably some old uniforms that you probably picked out something larger and bulky uh, to hide the symbiotic creature attached to her chest. But Nikim knows it's there, and that kind of, like, a slightly awkward glance towards it before looking back up. He's like, hey, uh, it was a good fight. She goes, no, I don't want to talk about that. I can't control that. That's, that's not who I am. I, no, don't even look at me. And the king goes, hey, hey, wait, wait, wait. I just, I, I do want to talk to you because I think we're like the only people here. And she looks at him she goes, yeah, that's a reason for us not to be seen talking. And so I'm going to give Yakim here 
persuasion roll now. I couldn't remember if I had given Yakim another advance, uh, so I went ahead and give him another one right now because at some point I have to be a little benevolent towards him. Uh, so I upped his persuasion and I upgraded his uh, stealth because I have a suspicion that they're both going to become important. So let's go over to a dice cam. Alright. New dice tray, who this? Alright, so six explodes. Ooh, twelve. Okay. And two. Alright, so fourteen total on his persuasion. Um let's see, it's a spirit check. And I'm going to give her a D eight. Um I don't think she is a wild card, so I'm just gonna roll it as is. Nah, it's a two. Um, so, with with a pretty extensive raise, he uh, kind of turns to her. He's like, look, uh, if there's a chance for us to get out of here, then I think we got to take it. And I'm not just saying that metaphorically. I'm not talking about, like, just, you know, walking out the front door. I'm starting to get an idea, but I want to ask you, have you ever, um, it's like, do you know how to use power armor or robots or anything? Like, we've got an opportunity here, but I don't know shit about that. Uh, last thing I really knew was how to drive my car, and that's... Oh, poor thing. Fucking car's probably just a pile of scrap out in the wildlands. Oh, it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter. I, do, you, do you have any ideas on how to use one of those? Alright, so I'm going to say this is nearly impossible, but does the... Chest crab woman know how to pilot power armor or robots. Nearly impossible. Chaos rank of seven. Weirder things have happened. Let's go. No. Alright. She kinda looks, she's like, no, I got I have no idea how to use one of those. Look, I've I was just a I was a merchant. I sold shit. They found me along the road in the caravan, and I don't know why they killed everyone else, but they brought me back. And then they did this, and I I just want to go home. He goes, all right, well, I'll tell you, we're not going to go home with or without that thing unless we get the fuck out of here. So you with me or not? She stops, and she goes, oh. I'd die here or die there. What do you want me to do? He goes, just hang tight. I'm going to wait for an opportunity. If we uh, get an opportunity to go and probably try to steal one of those robot armors, I'm going to take it. I'm going to bring you with me because I suspect it's going to need more than one of us. But if for whatever reason you decide to chicken out, I need you to tell me because that's going to change. I'll probably just grab the power armor and just fucking run. She goes... You'll take me with you? Yeah. Yeah, of course I will. This ain't a place to die. There's no honor in this. Okay, I'll help. But please be quick. I'm... I don't want to keep doing this. He goes, oh, trust me. Neither do I. Alright, so good roll. Bring the chaos factor down. See an alteration roll. And two chat. 
Oh, scenes interrupted. Interrupted event is... Okay, PC positive. Attach. Advice. Hmm, attach advice. Okay. I like this, but I've got to figure out what this is going to mean. What does attach advice mean? Somebody gives Yakim advice, um, and it's good advice. So, hmm. Hmm, 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 hmm. I'm going to... Um, motivations. Let's roll a conversation table and see if anything interesting. Nice. Nice. Classy. Right. Okay. Who the fuck here is going to be nice, classy, attached with advice? Oh, okay. I have an idea. Fake question. I'm going to actually call this one likely. Uh, is one of the... Taran warrior women sympathetic. All right, let's find out. Does he have an ally? Yes. Okay. All right. So we, I'm going to throw in a new NPC. We are going to clone one of the Altera warrior women because somebody just got promoted to actual NPC. Now let's give her a name. Uh, where is names? I always lose this one. Meanings, monsters, sceneries, objects, miscellaneous, names. And Perkins. And Ra. And Ra. Okay. Well, and Ra, welcome to the party. And uh, so is and Ra. Uh, we're going to mark her as potentially neutral. This is PC positive, so I'm not going to take this as like she may, you know, backstab him or something. But um, we're at least going to make sure that. So just the official sheet. And Ra here, um, one morning, uh, several days later, and I should be tracking these. Yeah, um, I don't remember how to modify that, and I don't care. I'll do that later. Uh, one of the warrior women come up to, uh, Yakeem, and she looks him up and down. You and I fought, yes? And he uh, looks at her and he's like, I'm sorry, um, maybe. I, I hope uh, I didn't hurt you too bad. Because I have a suspicion you could probably kick my ass pretty pretty well. Gee. You actually were a very good fighter. Uh, I ask because it's rare that you humans can fight that well. Is this uh, common? Are you not of this planet like us? Uh, 
and he's trying to make eye contact with her, but the the shielding that makes up their helmet completely covers their eyes, like wraparound sports goggles. And um, Yakim just is a little taken back by this. Uh, they have the attractive edge, which is obviously a nice thing, but um, Yakim at this point is more concerned with surviving. And so as he kind of takes a look at her, he's just like, uh, no, I'm, I'm uh, human. I'm from this planet, but um, I've been augmented. I, I've got this. And he points to some of the tubing. He goes, we call it being a juicer. It's um, a chemical augmentation. Makes me faster, stronger, uh, a little bit faster to heal. She looks, she goes, it looks pathetic. It is this how old of you do? He's like, no, just those dumbasses who decide that our life's not worth living. She goes, that is no way to go through life. She, uh, there's this awkward moment as she's standing there. Let's roll on the conversation table. See how this goes. Fearful. Truce. Okay, all right. Um, she kind of looks over to him. She goes, you do not wish to be here, right? This is not a pleasure for you. He goes, are you, have you met many that this is pleasurable for? This is fucked up. This is torture. It's inhumane. She goes, I do not know this word inhumane, but it does not matter. I do not wish to be here either. My sisters, they live in fear. We are afraid and do not wish to um, be caught. If caught, we, well, we do not become like you, like slave. Um, we are tortured and disassembled and then used for cloning fodder only. He goes, you know what? I've seen enough fucked up shit here. I don't even know what that means. Okay. So I, he kind of like glances around. He's like, I uh, want to make sure I understand why exactly are you doing this? Uh, oppose, take. Oppose, take. That sounds like theft. Oh, I have an idea. Maybe she has a hindrance that's not on here. Maybe she's got death wish, overconfident, blind. Maybe she is greedy. Uh, personality, traits and flaws. Let's roll. Intense. Rare. Okay, I like this a lot. So here's what I'm gonna do. She's greedy. Uh, she, uh, she kind of turns towards him. And she's like, we are property here. Yes, um, me and my sisters, we are treated as things. We are all that we have. We are given as part of job and requirements. Uh, she kind of looks at him. She's like, I have seen um, humans as we have raided them. And they have pretty things. He goes, yeah, uh, some people do. Some people don't. What's your point? She goes, I 
how do you get these pretty things if you are not one of the masters? He goes, uh, that's such an odd question. What do you mean? Like, how do we get pretty things? Usually we buy them. You know, you work, you get some creds. Um, you go to a store, you pick out the one that you like, uh, and then you say, I'll take that one. And they give it to you and you give them the creds in exchange. She looks, she's like, this is what you do with people. You do this with pretty things. How do you get money? How, can I have money? Uh, yeah, it's just a cred chip. It's just a little piece of machinery, and it just has a value associated with it. And the value works because we all agree that the value works. She goes, I would very much like this. He goes, you, you want to get out of here because you want to own jewelry? She goes, no. I want to get out of here because I want to own home. Well, shit, that makes you uh, much like so many people. I hate to tell you, this property value in this town's going down, but it's still expensive. But I have a suspicion you're not going to have any problem making money as a mercenary. He goes, this is serious, though. How do I know that you're not fucking with me right now? So, let's roll. I'm going to give him a notice roll. And I'm going to have her. So he's got a d6. A three and a one. Yeah, I'm going to burn a Benny. It's important he knows if this is... Is this going to be somebody worth trusting? A three and a one. Alright, well. He goes, look, I don't know who the fuck you are. I don't know why you're trying to do this. You tell me you want to be a homeowner. Hey, that's... That's great. Uh, I'll find a place with a fucking white picket fence and a lawn if you get me out of here. But if you betray me, there is no place on this earth or the next one that you're going to be able to hide from me. And she looks at him. She goes, I do not think that we would be fighting. I think we would just be killing. And I do not think that you are my equal. He goes, you haven't seen me mad. So, well, I'm going to throw this on. Alright, so we now have a new NPC, Anra. She um, wants to own a house, which I think for so many of our generation, I completely understand. Anra. Uh, let's just go ahead and make this document, actor, copy her ID, update, and... that work? Anra. Welcome to the party, Anra. Uh, so the advice. Yeah, yeah, she still gives advice. Um, she goes, if you are trying to um, escape, we can potentially get weapons, but fighting our way out is no good. The best way to get out, if you need to, is to find a way to get up that hatch. And she points to the long vehicle ramp that leads from the um, from the robot hangar all the way up, the same direction that he was taken down, and the same one that he has seen this blue gourd slaver hover up and down. And as uh, he kind of looks up, he goes, "Okay, but how the fuck do we get past that?" Points over, and it looks like that there is a gate of some sort. Um, well, let's, well, that's that is a fake question after we clean up her stats, because for some reason they're duplicated. There we go. Uh, is there a gate? 
gate to go up the ramp. Seventy-seven. Nope. And it's doubles, but the chaos factor is a six. So, what that means is, um, if it was doubles without or by going at or below the chaos factor, it would have been a random encounter. But as it is, um, the 77, there is no gate to go up the ramp. I'm going to ask just another question, just to be sure. Actually, instead, I'm going to roll... Let's roll dungeon. Cold Malice. Hmm... No, there's not a gate, but there is an automated torrent. There is a robotic um, weapon mounted just over it. And as people come and go, uh, the gun begins to track them. But as Yakeem begins to approach, he tried to approach once before, and suddenly the, game's, the gun swiveled. Um, it has this almost like gossamer effect of the metal. Uh, almost a like a replication of organic materials uh, hammered out in this uh, very powerful looking metal. Uh, almost at times uh, like a carapace that had been overlaid on a frame, but the railgun attached to the top, there's no doubts about its intention. Uh, it looks very akin to all of the different pieces that the Katani have already kind of thrown in front of them. And as Yakim had watched it, he just goes, I think it'll tear me up in a heartbeat, wouldn't it? Anra looks up to it. Your heart would not beat before it stops, no. Cool. Thanks. Well, how do we get past that? And uh, as she approaches it, he realizes that the gun's still trained on him, and she has stepped closer. And, uh... Opens the magic amulet. Really? That's that's all you give? Cool. Altera magic. Just says armor. Categories, actions, effects. Well, we are going to say that uh, the magic amulet, uh, it adds... I'm going to have to look that up because that... This one could be really important. Um, yep. No, I, I have no idea. But she uh, she kind of holds up the amulet. She goes, you need to be bearing symbols of this blue gorth as one of their pieces of property to pass by. All of us do. The Katani do. The... Uh, the floating masters do, and then, of course, the observers do. You know, does, does that include that big purple guy over there? And they both kind of glance over, and the, uh, this, um, broad-shouldered, you know, eight, nine-foot giant, uh, leaning up against a wall, eating something that is still trying to squirm away from him in his hand as it wraps itself around his wrist, and he just takes another chomp, as he watches over, uh, almost the warden for this place. And she goes, no. Oh, he doesn't need it. Is he actually one of the Splugorth or whatever? She looks at him kind of dumb. She's like, no. Uh, he just no leave. 
Oh. So if you don't leave, you don't need one. She goes, no, that makes no sense. Right? I get that a lot around here. So how do I get one of these things? She goes, well, you will probably have to kill one of us. Oh. Well, that's going to be a problem. You guys are pretty fucking tough. She goes, no worry. I help. And that's where we're going to end for tonight. So uh, let's do a little maintenance here. The red list we definitely have. Let's see, taken captive, Huntress. And now we have uh, escape with on raw. Uh, and I'm going to duplicate this one because escape with the farmer is pretty much good put because he, uh, yeah, that poor farmer got burned by a plasma weapon. So, wow. It's quite a few threads on here. We're going to have to start closing some of these out, but we will do that next time on Dying Sigh. For those of you who joined on, on, um, on Twitch, thank you so much. Um, I've uh, offered to, you know, or we have a Discord server, which you can gain access to by joining our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash dying sigh. Of course, the podcast will be available on Tuesday morning at 6 a.m. Um, but for those who wish to join and become part of the Juicer Army uh, through Patreon, it gives you access to our Discord um, when I get back to recording ahead of schedule, then uh, early access to these episodes. Uh, plus, you can help us name NPCs. You can vote to give uh, additional bennies to Yakim because, good lord, does the man need them. Um, but you also gain access to just come and hang out and bullshit with us. But regardless, I want to wish you all a wonderful night and thank you.